0: Greetings, everyone. You are tuned into episode 43 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast. I'm your host, Mr. Anderson. Thank you for tuning in today on the 15th of December 2021. Appreciate everything. Again, before I get started with my opening remarks, please click that subscription button and the bell icon. You can find me on, of course, YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. Right above, right? Right above that thumb. So appreciate everything. And continue to follow, subscribe, and thank you for your ears and your eyeballs when you're watching and listening to me. All right, so to, for my opening remarks today is some it's somber news. Um, you're talking about a trucking company that's went out of business. I am a fan. I've talked about this in previous Nomad Cast. I am a fan of the trucking industry. If is anyone has ever seen my man cave, it is full. It's littered with uh, toy semi tractor trailers. I am a fan of tractor trailers, had the fortune to drive some, uh, throughout my military career. So definitely was a great experience in that, but I'm just reading this article here, uh, out of Waco, Texas. It's a company called central freight incorporated. Um, and they're putting the brakes on their operations after nearly a hundred years in the trucking business. So I want to read an official statement from the company here. Uh, Again, this is from the executives at Central Freight Lines. Uh, We make this announcement with a heavy heart and extreme regret that the company cannot continue after nearly 100 years in operation. We would like to thank our outstanding workforce for persevering and for professionally completing the wind down while supporting each other. Additionally, we thank our customers, vendors, equipment providers and other stakeholders for their loyalty and support. So this company is shutting down, like I said, after nearly 100 years in business. It's a trucking company. So think about think about the second and third order effects. Think about the trickle-down effects who, with this decision, is impacting. It's impacting all your, of course, executives, like you said, the stakeholders. You're talking about the mechanics, talking about the administration, the HR, everybody that's involved, the warehouse workers, the drivers themselves, and more importantly, the families that the aforementioned supports the, the mothers, the children, some people are going to college based off the the backs of this company. And they, they, they shut down. I guess they've been losing money for over, you know, for years. And I guess the owner was, you know, you know, recouping everything out of his pocket, paying out of his pocket, sourcing everything. But, a lot of times in life, when you source everything, sometimes you run run out of the resources to sustain that that sourcing, um, and it's an unfortunate situation because you know you look at it now; it's the holiday season. That's like the worst, some of the worst things that can happen is a person lose their job, or, you know husband, or father, whoever loses their job. Um, so my heart goes out to him, man. Prayers goes out to him. the The good thing about it now, a, a lot the other trunk companies. That's healthy. That's profitable. That's sustainable. Now they're opening their arms. They're opening their doors. And I'm seeing a letter here saying, "We understand what happened with with your former trucking company. However, feel free to contact our recruiters. Our recruiters will talk to you. Tell us about our roadmap to to, to success, so on and so forth." But I kind of just wanted to just you know, all this it's all about being thankful and 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 being happy and making sure you're in the right situation because you never know what can happen with some of these companies. I think last year, another trucking company had went out of business as well during this time. So, you know, if this ain't taught us to, you know, stay peripheral and stay grounded. Um, I tell you, man, this is a rough time. Um, reading another comment said the trucking industry is generally is general. Right now is very strong. No problems trying to find loads, trying to find freight. It's just a few companies out there that's not making ends meet. You know, a lot of times when you take these jobs and you accept these jobs, you want them to, you know, sustain your health and welfare of your household by virtue of income and everything and longevity. But sometimes you may have to ask those questions or even do your own research. What is the, what is the sustainability of this company I'm trying to seek employment from? That's when you, that's when you really have to start doing your own research. And, uh, but again, this is just, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away, but this is it's a sad situation. You talking about after nearly a hundred years, and this has been going on through throughout time. This is nothing new, but just something I was just thinking about today. I want to bring up, man, almost a hundred years in business, and they're out. They accepted their last load on the 13th, so that was what a couple of days ago. Um, man, all I got to say is to to close out the opening remarks is to be thankful for your situation, but continue to try to improve your situation. Right. Because you never know, man, we all one decision away from something. We all one bad decision away from something. So man, my heart goes out to these folks. Cause it is a, it is a lot of people that's impacted again. This is man, the way this is going to trickle down and families and man. All right. So that concludes my opening remarks. Uh, I just want to just bring that up. You know, it's a sad situation. So today on my story on way back Wednesday, I'm going to tell a story about how actually it's two stories in one because they they it happened during the same uh, ninety six, which is a four day weekend in the Marine Corps. I was a Marine uh, for it happened during I think it was July 4th weekend. And I told a story around this time uh, about 20 some podcasts ago. Nomad cast to go talking about Charles Barkley is Alb- Albany, Georgia. So this happened around the same time as well, but it's two separate incidents uh, that I'm thankful that the Lord lifted me up and got me out of, <laughs> I tell you, man, give all praises, due. All right. So appreciate y'all. See y'all again in a few on way back Wednesday. Trust and believe. <laughs> right everybody welcome back welcome back to the trust and believe nomad cast all right y'all so as i talked about in my opening remarks about uh my story today on way back wednesday so i'm gonna take you back in time to the year 1994 and 1994 was a pivotal year for me uh that was the first year that i uh i was in the military in the marine corps and uh that year I learned so much in that year and, of course, subsequent years. But that was almost the bedrock, the foundation of who I am today. So a a debt of gratitude to those Marine Corps drill instructors and all my team leaders and squad leaders and first sergeants and master guns and all those people that was always on riding me, always getting on me and, you know, giving me uh, advice. Life advice, world advice, but it's still tools I utilize to this day. So it was all well worth it. All right. So I'm going to take you to July of 1994 and two incidents. I don't call them incidents, but they could have been uh, two incidents, but it's all going to be in one story. Um, Talking about my time in the Marine Corps, I was in schools company, which is almost like your, your MOS school in the Marine Corps. Of course, the other branches, the Army has AIT, the Navy has the Tech School, and I forgot what the Air Force called theirs. But anyway, so M- I was in MOS school in uh, Albany, Georgia. And if you listen to the other uh, podcast, Nomad Cast talking about Albany, Georgia, they said it's Albany. It's not Albany. It's Albany. Well, it's Albany. Um, so, again, July, 4th of July, 1994. So, in the school's company, you was, we were separated from us. We was in school. We was learning our MOS, which was mine was supply and logistics warehousing, right? That was my MOS and Marine Corps 3051. So you have your school's company and then you have your permanent party, which is the folks that's actually stationed at, at the particular duty station. Hence Albany, Georgia Marine Corps lo- logistics base, Albany, Georgia. So we had a 4th of July weekend. And right before then, uh, Gunny, which was in charge of our class, uh, he was overall uh, in charge of it. He was like, you guys got a '96, which is a four day weekend. Uh, you guys got a '96 this weekend. Want to make sure if you're going out of town, you have a certain mile radius you can go out of. And we was in Albany, Georgia, and I think our mile radius for students was like 150, it may have been 200, right? And if you go out outside of that mile radius, you're You know, can get in trouble, NJP, all that, right? It's all unfavorable actions. You don't want to do that. So we got, we received our briefing, safety briefing, and I wasn't going anywhere because my mom was like, "Why don't you come up, come back home?" You know, for a few days, you know. And I was like, "No, I'm staying down here. I'll stay down in Albany, and you know, I may end up going to uh, Atlanta or something like that. But no, I'm not playing. I'm not paying no plane ticket to come to to Detroit." And I only got four days bump that I ain't doing it. And so uh, a lot of my class, you know, some of them went on trips, um, you know, within that radius to visit family that was nearby, just to kind of get away from school. So Gunny was like, okay, all I have all the passes that's approved, you know, make sure you guys are not going anywhere. Make sure you stay within this mile radius uh, because you can uh, potential NJP actions. Right. So we're like Roger Gunny, you know, tracking everything, right? Um, but it was one particular person who I didn't really get along with. Uh his name was Glover. And uh really didn't get along with the cat. I mean he was cool. He was from Cleveland and everything. And so um he ended up going to Cleveland. And Cleveland, of course, if you know math and you look at the maps, Cleveland from Albany, Georgia is well outside of that mile radius that you're authorized to go go, right? well outside of it. So he ended up going to freaking Cleveland. He's like, yo, DA, I'm, I'm going I'm going home, man. I got to go see my son. I think it was a son or daughter or something like that. He's going to take care of the issue. So he ended up leaving. He ended up catching a cab and then end up uh, leaving from the airport, going to Cleveland. And I knew this, so I wasn't going to say anything, right? So I'm keeping it all to myself. So we was finally off, right? Finally had formation and all that. After that, Glover gone. He popped smoke. He was gone. So within that weekend, you got a bunch of bored Marines sitting around. What are we going to do? Again, some of the folks end up leaving. Some of the folks end up staying. But we, the ones that stayed around, we was like, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to get into? Fourth of July weekend, you know, cats want to go to the club. They want to go here. They want to go there whatever. So when you get a bunch of bored military people sitting in one place, 10 times out of 10, there's nothing positive that's going to happen. So this landed on the day before 4th of July. And we decided let's go out in town and buy some fireworks and let's buy fireworks to put in, put under the permanent party's doors and in the duty hut. So we was like, nah, we shouldn't do that. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Now I was still like a rebel, you know, I'm still feeling myself from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to show these cats what time it is. You know, I was in that mode. Right. And uh, so we went and got some fireworks and the fireworks that we purchased was the kind when you light one. It's almost like a daisy chain. It's subsequent do, 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 do. It just goes on and on. And we bought like two, three strips of these things. So we was like, all right, tonight about 11 o'clock, we're going to sneak by the duty hut. We're going to throw firecrackers in there. And the person that was on duty, I think it was either a sergeant. He might've been a staff sergeant, but I think he was a sergeant. I was like, we're going to throw fireworks inside the duty hut. And then we're going to have light all the firecrackers along outside of the doors and wake up the permanent party. Cause we had an issue with the permanent party. Cause whenever we would do PT in the morning, they were run by laughing at us, call cadence, calling us soft and wanna be Marines and all this stuff. So we already had an issue with the permanent party folks because uh, they would just run through our formations like it was nothing. they gunning them. They wouldn't say anything. They thought it was funny, you know. So I'm like, OK, so now we already got an issue with the permanent party folks. Right. So we end up getting the fireworks and everything. And then right that night, once it got dark, once it got around 1130. We was like, let's go. Boom. So we started throwing firecrackers inside the duty here, Pow, pow, pow. And then while some of us was lighting up the firecrackers, we had the other folks lighting the firecrackers outside the doors. And I heard, all you heard was doo, 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 doo. All these lights. And you can hear all these cats in a permanent party waking up. Who the F did this? Who the F did that? And we just took off running. Boom. So we running, we running. And you can hear people like trying to catch us. So we was hiding and everything. So the duty, it was a, a officer of the day. I think it was a warrant officer. And it was a, uh, I think it was a gunny who was like uh, the base, the, the what you call it, the duty that was on, on base, right? And he was, hey, stop Marines, stop Marines. So we end up stopping and everything. And it was probably about 13, 14 of us, bored freaking Marines who sitting around and got nothing to do, never leads to anything positive we could have been doing all, all sorts of positive stuff but we decide hey permanent party laughs at us when they doing pt gosh dog we're gonna freaking get at them right and so they end up freaking the the gunny end up apprehending us all and the, the officer of the day end up apprehending us asking us what uh what part of school's company we was from and hold on i had something in my eye and uh sorry about that and so we told them everything And then they called our Gunny. Now, our Gunny, that dude was like no freaking joke. He was cool, but he was no joke. So he was like, oh, y'all. He had uh, had us on speakerphone. He was like, I'm coming down there right now. And he lived on base. So he came down, man. He just looked at us. He didn't even say nothing. We was in formation, and he was just looking at us, almost like I'm disappointed. Then he just left. So I'm like, man, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? So the sergeant, that was actually the instructor in our class, he was like, man, you guys, y'all probably won't even graduate. You guys, man, y'all, y'all effing up y'all careers. Y'all, y'all ain't even started, you know, being Marines. Y'all not even in the fleet yet, and you guys are effing up. He said, you guys are gonna get what you deserve. So I'm like, gosh, dog, man, I'd already went through freaking boot camp, and I'd already went through MCT, and I come down here, and I done got in trouble. With these freaking dumb dums And I was like the leader of the, of the dumb dumbs, And I'm like, man, what are we going to do, man? This is bumped up. I don't want to freaking, you know, get kicked out of none of that. So we all sitting around at night just, man, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? So we was like, man, let's just get a pizza, man. Just call it a night. So we had formation. Nothing happened that that following day until I think that evening. Gunny was like, uh, we're going to have formation. So Gunny come out, and we had to put our freaking Charlies on, right, which is a uniform of the Marine Corps. So we had our Charlies on, and and Albany had this mud pile. I think they created this thing. I think it was man-made for any Marines that got in trouble. So we had formation right there at the mud pile. Next thing you know, Gunny yelling at us, you guys are effed up, yada, yada, yada. So get in there. Get in the ditch. So we get in there, we're doing push-ups, we're doing flutter kicks, we're doing all sorts of stuff, man. It was just ridiculous. Dirted up our freaking uniforms, everything. Here's a, like, you guys got one hour, and I want to meet with y'all individually, one by one. Move. So we rushing to our rooms and everything, getting changed, getting cleaned up, throwing something on, our PT's on and all that. So Gunny met us one by one. So he got to me, because I was the one that kind of, spearheaded this whole thing you know i'll take i'll take credit for that you know again i was just in a different mindset and so he was like uh what is the reason why y'all did this and then a uh, master guns that was actually uh on base as well i don't know his particular role in the in our schools company he may have been serving as like the the sergeant major or something filling in for the sergeant major or whatever but he came down and he was like uh you know what y'all did? He said, you know, I've been in the Marine Corps 25 years. Again, this was 1994. He's like, I've been in the Marine Corps 25 years and we used to do stuff like this all the time. I think that S was funny. And then Gundy was like, you know, I, I got, I can't lie. I thought it was funny too. He said, but you guys could have got in trouble. What if the firework had exploded in the, in the Sergeant that was on duty's face? I mean, all sorts of stuff, you know, scenarios they're running through. So we didn't get any NJP. We didn't get, uh, we didn't get any, the only thing that we had to do, we had to help out the uh, child hall after we would come out of class, almost like a kitchen police would, you know, help them. That was like our punishment. So I'm like, cool, man. We kind of, we, we, we got off easy a little bit. Right. But it was still a, a, a lesson learned in that because we could have hurt somebody, you know, especially with the fireworks going off. They, they probably thought they was getting invaded. And we sitting there laughing at these cats, you know, and they chasing us, we're running through the dark could have tripped over anything, fell on your face, you know. So we didn't think about that when we was actually in the act of doing all this stuff. But then, you know, as you grow older and older, and I think about it now, it's like, yeah, we probably should have just, you know, stayed in our rooms and studied our knowledge or whatever, right? So that was the first thing. I'm thinking, okay, we're good this weekend. Nothing's happening. And Gunny is like, you know, right after the 4th of July holiday, we had a formation. Almost like a recall formation just to make sure, take accountability, make sure everybody made it. Because we had some Marines that actually went out of town uh, for that 4th of July weekend, right? So we had formation that next morning. So Gunny got his roster out and he calling off names. He just going one by one by one. So I was Glover's roommate, right? I was Glover's freaking roommate. So he go down the line. He start with a go all the way. He get to G. He was like Glover. Are you looking around looking around PFC Glover? Where you at? I'm not going to freaking call your name anymore. Where you at? I don't know what was inside of me because me and Glover, you know, we weren't really tight. But when Gunny said, I'm not going to call your name anymore. Where you at? Talking about Glover. I don't know what was inside my soul, my spirit. I just jumped up and said, Gunny, Glover's in Cleveland. And everybody, we had like 30 uh, Marines in our class. They all looked at me in formation. It was like, dude, I don't even know why I even said, uh, Gunny, Glover's in Cleveland, Gunny. And everybody just looked back at me and Gunny was like, who said that? And then he looked, he's an Anderson. What did you what did you just say? I said, Cleveland Gunny. And he said, everybody fall out. So he talked to me. He said, What the F you th- what the F you mean uh he's in Cleveland? I said Gunny, he left uh right after we had formation, right before uh the 96 Gunny. He said, Why the F you didn't tell me? He said, You know, it was out of outside of the uh mile radius uh, recommendation and everything. And I was like, you know, sorry, Gunny. So Again, I got in trouble for that. I didn't get any like NJP, but, you know, I got, you know, I got written up for that stuff. And uh, so that day we was in class and everything. And my instructor, he was like, before I start class today, he was cool. But that day he he threw a dart at me that I'll never forget, a verbal dart. He said, you know, I know what happened with a Marine today and Gunny contacted him. Everything's good to go. He's on his way back and he'll be in class tomorrow. And he said, whenever you're in a situation and you know the situation, you have intimate details about the situation, you need to bring it to people that's over your head, you know? And he was like looking at me. He'll look away when he's talking, but then he'll look at me. He said, something is not for public consumption. That's the first time I ever heard anybody say public consumption. And I started adding that to my verbal vernacular. But he was like, everything is not for public consumption. He said, like, y'all understand that. We was like, Roger, Roger, sir. We were, you know, we got it. And after class that day, you know, he talked to me. He was like, you know, you should have brought something, brought it up to myself and Gunny and everybody. Cause what, would what, what would have happened if Glover got in a plane crash? What if he got in an accident in Cleveland? How do we explain that? And you was his roommate and you didn't bring that to nobody's attention. He said, you know, I know you from Detroit and there's no snitches and all He said, man, forget all that. He said, if you know a situation, um, that you can, that you can help with the situation and you have knowledge of the situation to ensure that the situation doesn't go bad or we can, you know, do things to, to mitigate any losses or anything, you need to bring that to someone's attention. He said, do you understand, Marine? I said, yes, Sergeant, I understand. Uh, and he was cool, man. He was a good dude. He was just one of them, you know, typical old school cats. And Gunny talked to me afterwards. He was like, hey, man. He said, you know, y'all coming down here to school. I got it. Y'all smelling yourselves. You done graduated boot camp. You did all this. He said, all it takes is one stroke of the pen and you guys are out of the Marine Corps. He said, you on, "He said, do you want to be a Marine? I said, Roger Gunny, I do. He said, you got to stop doing this dumb ass, right? And I learned so many lessons. That's why I like take talking about these Way Back Wednesdays and some of these sneaker stories. Because I tell you, man, through the grace of God, I've learned so many lessons in life. For one, that the first lesson I talked about, the first story with the whole firecrackers, throwing them inside the duty hut and, and putting them outside the permanent party's doors. Man, somebody could have got injured. Some, you know, it could have been a spark in someone's eye. And then when they was chasing us that night through the park, I mean, not the park, but through that little uh breezeway or whatnot, someone could have failed. They could have tripped, fell on their face, hurt their ankle, broken anything, you know. And then with the whole Glover situation, we were given a certain mile radius that we can that we weren't allowed by Marine Corps school regulations to know to not go outside of. And we had my, my roommate went outside that, you know, the regulation and I should have said something, but you know, man, snitches, you know, this and that, but you know what? what, Something could have happened to Glover while he was in Cleveland, wrong place, wrong time. He ended up coming back and we had a long talk when he came back the next day. He said, Hey man, I heard that you told on me and I thought we was really going to get into it. But we, I said, man, I, I was like, look, man, I apologize, man. I I'll fall on the sword for that. Cause I should have brought it up to attention or I should have even tried to make you not even go there, did what I need to do to keep you around here. Cause you know, I never known what could something could have happened to you. And he wasn't even really mad at me. He was like more shocked. And I remember he used that word. He was like, I'm more shocked. He said, and I know we, you know, we don't, we don't vibe well. He said, I was just shocked. But uh, after that, you know, we had a, you know, we was cool. He went on his, Separate way, I end up going to Yuma. I think he ended up going to Okinawa, if I'm not mistaken. Because uh, they gave us, like, our assignments, like, I think, a week or so right before we graduated school. And, you know, hey, you going to Okinawa, you going to Camp Lejeune, you going to Camp Pendleton, and I end up going to Yuma. But uh, I tell you, that's two valuable lessons I learned. That's why I will always say uh, 1994 was the, was the foundation, was the, the cornerstone of me growing up into adulthood and, and just being a responsible person. I mean, I still got a long way to go, but, you know, I'm not pulling some of them antics I did, you know, almost, you know, almost 30 years ago. Yeah, but 1994, man, I learned some valuable lessons. Speak up in the event that something happens and you can potentially save a situation. Uh, man, I tell you, that was uh that was that was those were life lessons. Uh, and then the whole issue with the whole fireworks and could have got somebody hurt. It was silly, you know, but it's like that master guns told me, he said, man, we used to do worse stuff back this, like this back in the day. And they thought it was funny, but also learned a lesson while they was laughing about it. They was teaching me a lesson. So I'm for, forever in depth, indebted to, uh, those guys as well. So today has been a way back Wednesday. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, I left some other details out of, out of the story, uh, but yeah, that's the main thing I want to kind of get across. The whole fireworks, uh, the Fourth of July, uh, putting firecrackers outside of the doors, throwing them at the duty in the side of the duty hut, and then snitching on my roommate who went to Cleveland when it was clearly outside of the mile radius, uh, and not bringing that up to Gunny's attention or to anybody's attention. But thank God that nothing happened to him while he was in Cleveland. Um, And we ended up graduating on time and ended up going to Yuma. Like I said, the other Marines went to other duty stations. And a lot of those guys, I tell you, this was 1994. We in 2021. I haven't seen, I think all the guys I went to boot camp with and all the folks I went to MCT with, all the folks I went to uh, school with for my MOS school, Man, I would tell you probably only I've seen maybe six or seven, but you know, again, I changed branches in 19 in 1999. So, you know, but man, that was, that was a good time, man. I'm forever indebted to the Marine Corps for what I learned. The people I met again, that served as the foundation for the person I am now. Each day you get better. I'm nowhere near perfect, but I think you have to go through those bad times sometimes, and use your story, use your testing test in life as a testimony for others, you know. So, yeah, man, good times, 1994. So, appreciate you guys tuning in today on another Way Back Wednesday. Tomorrow, uh, Sneaker Stories on the Thursday. I have another Sneaker Story accompanied with a life lesson, as per usual. Appreciate you guys tuning in today. Stay tuned, stay locked. Make sure you're doing everything in your respective situation to make your situation better. Peace and love. See y'all tomorrow. Trust and believe.